Today, we're going to be speaking about anti-marketing yourself. At least this is what it seems to me from the first glance, but I'm sure that there's a huge lodgings behind it. My guest today is J.R. Rivera, CEO of the Podcast Factory. And we're going to be speaking about how giving value devalues you. Why is it better to receive rather than to give? It's just what we're, we're used to hearing the, the opposite, right? Uh, why work-life balance is a total myth. This I totally agree with. Um, the truth about waiting for the right time. I also want to hear about that. Actually, so many questions. Hi, first of all. <laughs> hey, I'm so... Wait a second. Uh, I, I feel like I should speak more smoothly because your intro music is always so mellow with that nice space. But I am stoked to be here. Thank you for having me on the show, Zarina. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. I'm a bit intimidated by a podcasting pro. <laughs> We're all still learning. We're just at different points in our journey. <laughs> Very cool. Well, you're actually training people like myself and um, people in similar professions, coaches, consultants, how to become more visible through podcasting. Um, and what I read just now is from your um like one sheet presentation about what you do and it's really grabbing. Is is this just a marketing trick or do you actually teach people to do that? Well, we have to, uh, we have to do what we can to stand out. And so we have to choose our lane. My particular lane is I like to play with words and play with ideas and flip them around. And so that's what I use to get your attention. Apparently it, it worked because it worked. here we are. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It worked. <laughs> You have to, I was actually you have to hoping that there's more meat behind it, but it's a marketing trick. It works really well. <laughs> no, no, we'll go. We'll go down each one of your questions. I'm here to answer, and we'll flip this whole thing on its head. Okay. Well, before we begin, how did it all start, uh, Jonathan? Tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, I think that um, I, I was fortunate to be in the right place at the right time, and that was back in 2008 when everybody was jumping online and in order to be noticed or to stand out, you needed to have a blog. And unfortunately, I I wasn't much of a writer. So I didn't have that option. And I had to find another way to stand out, to grow my business, my brand. And at that time, I, I figured out podcasting. So I did my first podcast in 2008, which was a little while ago. But uh, because of that, a lot of my friends wanted to also have podcasts and they came to me to help them. And before I knew it, it was a business. And now it's more of my life's purpose because I believe that the right words from the right person at the right time can change your life. And I get to do that every single day. This conversation with you, something we say could change one of our listeners' lives. The experts who I help over at the Podcast Factory, every day they're putting out messages of encouragement, messages of positivity, messages of light. And so I am fortunate to get to do this every day and, and enjoy it. Wow, it's impressive that you started so early. I didn't know that podcasting was even a thing in 2008. <laughs> so I shaved my head. You would see all that gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, today I was contemplating on the whole podcasting thing and how much it enriches my life. I mean, let alone the um, 
the, the obvious benefits that you're gaining some visibility and people hear about you and possibly your services, but I've gained so much in just talking to people almost, you know, two, three times a week for the past more than six months. And even before that, it's just incredible. I feel that it's, that I've jumped over a few steps <laughs> in development somehow. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, that, that goes back to the idea of, uh, it's a, he's an American entrepreneur, very famous. Jim Rohn says, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And a lot of us, I mean, I'll speak for myself, the way I grew up and the kids I grew up with and the neighborhood I grew up in, I don't, I don't really think most of those people were going anywhere. So you have to look outside and, and look at how you can improve the people around you. And that's when you're starting out, go to the library, get a biography book. Go on YouTube, watch some videos, get on, get on uh, some podcasts and elevate at least the people that you're around in your ears, right? The people that you're listening to so that you can start getting a, 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 to speak to what you said. By doing this, you jumped ahead a little bit. And that's the point to these conversations and discussions is we hear something that can give us that leap forward that we've been needing for so long. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely an eye, it's a, it's a mind opener because you, you get to see and to hear so many perspectives and uh, insights into so many businesses, approaches, psycho psychology tools, basically everything. Now, le let's talk a bit about the the business that you're offering and, and some of the nuggets that you've discovered. So, for example, how giving value devalues you. Is this something, is there something behind this? You know there is. Come on now, it, it's it's a fact. It's a fact. Anybody, especially, uh, I remember my early days online trying to build a, a, an information business and listening to the thought leaders out there who told me, "Give away all your best stuff. Give it away. Give it away. Give away all your free stuff." And I listened to them. Hey, he he must know what he's doing. So I'm just going to do that. And what I found was when I went to sell people hated me. The pitchforks came out and they were ready to, to burn me to the ground. How dare you try to charge for anything? And that's it is if you're giving away your best stuff for free, you're attracting the wrong kind of people who aren't willing to pay for your services. So that's something that, that you have to think about. And the way that we look at it uh, for our clients when we're doing podcasts and appearances and media is you don't give value. And everybody's like, well, what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to demonstrate value. And the way you demonstrate value is by sharing an idea, sharing a perspective, sharing something that that listener gets. And it's an instant change. They wake up a little bit. They see the world in a new way. When you can do that often, then you're demonstrating the value that you can bring to the table without giving away your best stuff. I understand what you mean, but I think that most of the people that sell information, they give value, they have a different business behind. So they're not giving away the core, the core business that they have. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's smart. Yeah. So what role did faith play in your life? I read that you haven't graduated high school and yet you developed as a successful entrepreneur. So what what role did it all play in your life? I don't want to. I've had quite a few people that 
base their businesses on faith. And until now, I haven't mentioned it unless people specifically want to talk about it. But I, 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 have, to, I have the feeling that in your case, it's very relevant. Mm. You're hitting, you're hitting my favorite topic right now. And faith is everything to me. And without faith, I wouldn't be sitting here with you right now. And and it, it was interesting because I, I love the idea of faith. I'm, I'm a practicing Catholic man. Um, uh, my family, we're all, you know, grace before meals and everything. Uh, but, but I had an interesting conversation yesterday where someone tied my faith back into the ideas of think and grow rich. And any business person knows think and grow rich. And, and the way that he described it was, hey, you're decoding think and grow rich because the first thing you need to know is what you want. So what you want in this world. And they talk, Napoleon Hill talks about that. And in, in think and grow rich, you got to imagine that new future, that new you, that new person doing big things. So first you imagine it, vision, envision it. And then after that, the thing that some people don't catch in the book is you have to have faith, faith that you are going to accomplish that mission. And so now I see the mission. Now I have faith. And what's left? Do the work. Do yeah. the work. What kind of faith are you talking about? Because there are people who believe they're going to achieve. So they believe in themselves. There are people who trust that higher power, God, consciousness, or whatever you, you know, your higher faith lies in. They believe that this is going to help them accomplish. So does it matter for you? Or do you think yeah. it matters in general for people? What? what they assume faith is look i can't define faith for you but i can define it for me and so the way that i live my life right now is this concept of uh, he calls it the flipped pyramid and i got this from one of my mentors his name is uh mark sacasto rubio and a lot of people like us who are achievers who are trying to do big things who always want to be better, do more, have more, be more, give more. A lot of us put at the top of our pyramid is like work and finances. And then everything else falls beneath that. So my friend told me, why don't you flip that pyramid around and put what you really want at the top? And, and for me, it was faith. I want time with God and communion with God, learning the word, learning the right way to live. So that is super important to me. So I put that at the top. Then I put fitness right beneath that. And that's because if my body is not taken care of, if I'm not strong, how do I take care of the people around me who need me to care for them? And how do I do the work that he put me here to do? Then after that's my family, right? So family, I have to take, I have a wife and son who I could not love more than anything in the world. And that's why I take care of myself. That's why I'm so deep in my faith. And then what's left, what's left at the very bottom, the little bit left in my day, that's what I dedicate to, to finances. So for me, the faith is actually faith in God guiding my life to make everything happen that I want to happen. Great. No comment there. <laughs> but maybe we can continue with one of your other um, points to remember. How to make more sales by selling less. This, I think, makes sense. Oh, yeah. Is there, yeah, you know, I I recently yeah. also listened to a podcast or an interview where the person was advising no sales whatsoever, but then mm. 
you just tell stories. How do you interpret this? For us, we we have a system around this. And, and the idea is that a, a lot of people hate sales. They hate sales because they think of sales as a, an adversarial thing where we're on one side of the table, you're on the other side of the table and, and may the best person win. And I don't, I mean, that's a tough way to sell. That is a tough way to sell. The way I like to look at it is both of us are on the same side of the table trying to solve your problem. And so when we're looking at coaches, consultants who have to do either presentations or have to close on the phone. One of the biggest mistakes they make is leaving the sales to the call, right? They did no selling leading up to the call. And therefore, when they get on the, on the call, they're having to explain themselves. Who are you? How can you help me? What can you do? Like Those are things that are wasted time on a sales call. When you get on a sales call, you want to be the one asking all the questions about the person you're sitting across from. And the only way to do that is to prepare people properly before they get to that call. And we do that through content. We do that through podcasts, through emails, that kind of thing, so that we're educating our prospect on the way to the phone call so that when they get to the phone call, they're asking better questions. How do we start? What's it look like to work with you? Uh, what what's the investment, those kinds of things, because we have prepared them and now we're not selling anymore. We're consulting and we're closing. Mm -hmm. Shall we demonstrate in practice how this is done? Let, how do you prepare somebody? Let's say I'm your client who, you know, I potentially could be your client. So how do you prepare me? How about I just give you an example? Uh, we have a system called the client cartel system. And, and in that system, we, we build a, a sales pipeline through a podcast. And the way that we do it is, uh, number one, we need to figure out who our, our ideal clients are. And so we start talking about who are the best clients, who are the people that we have on our roster that we love to work with and want to work with more. And from there, we design an avatar and a scoring system to go out and find those people on LinkedIn, Podmatch, wherever, wherever you can find them. Then we put those people into the podcast thing. We we reach out to them, invite them to the to to a pre-interview call, and the pre-interview call is I get to know you. Do I like you? And could I potentially help you? And so it's almost like a discovery call, except it's for the podcast. And through this whole process, we're sending emails preparing that prospect not just for the podcast, but also for a conversation about our services and how we can help if they are a good fit. And we know that when we're loading them, right? Because we have a scoring system. So, so you're going to have a better conversion there. So they're being prepared. And then the way that we do the interview is, yes, it's a good interview. It's an open interview. It's a scripted interview. And it's also a way to find out what needs that person has that we could potentially help with. And it's not always selling our services. I mean, that's ideal, but it might be connecting them to someone else that could help them or giving them a quick answer that makes them better off. And so it's all in the name of service, but it's designed through the podcast system to get your person in there. Then you do a good interview. And what comes after the interview? Potentially a talk about how we might be able to work together or referrals. Hey, super cool. Had a great time with you. Uh, who else do you know that would make a good interview for the show? Because I'm always looking for good guests and, and you were great. And so there's kind of a breakdown of one of the systems. Is, is that, I mean, did I give too much away? 
I gave it away, didn't I? <laughs> uh, no, you didn't. Uh, no, not really. Uh, I mean, it, you gave away the process. Is this giving too much value, you mean? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just uh, cool. I'm tempted to ask you more about these points because the antagonistic points to... Hit me. Hit me. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever is fun. All right. The truth about waiting for the right time. This is simple. And this is what keeps so many people on the sidelines uh, living quiet lives of des desperation, wondering why they're, they're missing out on everything. And it's because they're waiting for the right time. When everything's just right, this is going to happen. The question is, think back over your whole life. How many times has everything been just right? Never. And so the way that I think about it, and it's not easy. I mean, I have to tell myself sometimes over and over again, but there is no right time. The time is right now. So if we've got an idea, if we've got something we want to do, if we want to try something right now, take the first step, a small little step in that direction so that you can start your journey to the new future. Until now, uh, when you were talking, I was wondering, is this really true? But then you were talking about the right feeling. If you have the idea and I was thinking about the right time is when you have inspiration. If you don't have inspiration, it's not the right time. You don't have the impetus to act. No matter how much people are telling you now, you know, it's right. Like take, take the, the example of podcasting. Recently, I, I was uh, sent on LinkedIn an article about the growth in podcasting and it's growing times more than the growth of um, other social media channels, other platforms, times more, like five times more than YouTube, all the, the podcasting. So you, you can say, yeah, now is the right time to start podcasting. But if you don't have the impetus to do it, the inspiration, then you won't have the motivation either to, to put effort, to develop it and so on. Maybe it's not the right thing for you. So you, you still have to somehow rely on your feelings. What is for your sure. thought on that? Yeah, no, I mean, listen to yourself. I, I see I'm in a weird place now because I've spent the last, I don't know, a lot of years <laughs> being the alpha and going and getting it and grinding and believing in all that and it, it got me so far and i i'm grateful for all of it but over the last year what i have been thinking about and working on is surrender so letting go and knowing that god's got a better plan than i do and so because i do that and because i've let go and i say this is God's plan, it's easier for me to, to, to make a move, right? I'm like, oh, commander said, commander said, right? But all those years, I, I was doing that myself, driving, and I drove myself into walls so many more times. I did the same thing. It's like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Go do it, right? But now, now it's a little bit easier because I don't have the doubts that I once had. And so I feel lucky that I, I'm in that place right now. Mm -hmm. So, so I, I suppose... You agree that we can conclude that letting go and knowing that you're in the hands of God is like trusting your inspiration because this is your, the message from God in, in your terms. That That is exactly right. Thank you for the translation. 
<laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. Um, so where do you see podcasting developing? Do you still see that the growth will continue or will there be um, too much flooding of podcasters? Because this is what happened on YouTube and it's become too much. And I don't know, I have the feeling there's saturation. Maybe this is what people are running from. Think about it. I started podcasting when there was something called an iPod and you had to plug it into the computer and you had to download files and it had limited memory. And so to listen to podcasts, you had to be really dedicated. And nowadays you walk into your house and say, Alexa, play the podcast and boom, we got it. And that to me is the ultimate opportunity to capture market share. And, and here's where most of us will get it wrong. We think that we need to have a, a Joe Rogan size audience for success. And the fact is that you don't need anywhere near that. You may only need 100 people, 150 people, very low numbers, less than you expect, and, and maybe even disappointing. But when you're running a business, when you have a, a, a mission and a message and you want to get that to the exact right people, that group doesn't have to be huge. It's just got to be the, the people that agree with you. And so with so many more people, like you're seeing that hockey stick growth in podcast listeners because it's so much easier. And because it's so much easier, now it's time for us to get in there and get our people, gather our people to us. And I think that opportunity is open to all of us if we know who we're talking to, if we know uh, what we want them to do and who we can help. And if we stay focused on that. Is there a way for uh, for whoever is listening to this podcast, if they're an executive coach or somebody who recognizes themselves as a potential client, is there a way for them to try out or or what do they do? They have a discovery call with you? Yeah, so I, I was doing the, the results leader podcast for almost 200 episodes where we, we actually gave uh, people a flavor of the work we're doing. But nowadays, I don't have that podcast anymore. And, and the way to, to chat with me about it is to go to the podcastfactory.com uh, forward slash call. And if you've got a message, a mission, and you want it to connect with more people, that's what we specialize in. But you got to have a business. Right? You got you got to be making money. And we're just adding a new channel or a new way to get your message out there so that you can feed your business, feed your mission, and continue getting your message out there. Mm. Uh, what, are, what are some of the uh, outcomes, the results that you're seeing for your clients once they start podcasting? Is there a huge turnaround or is it just another channel for them? Yeah, I mean, we see all kinds of different things because you got you to remember, I mean, we're, we're dealing with people in real estate, insurance, financial services, uh, coaching, all that. So, so it's different for them. Uh, some of the guys, like w one guy, we just recently had a case study. Uh, I'm so proud of him too. He he's doing our client cartel system using the the, uh, the podcast for business development. And before his podcast got on the air, I think it was his second or third interview. He booked a client that paid for his next year of podcasting, and that's what it is, right? Because people do business with people they like. And no. And so this is just a great tool to break down barriers, get to know people. And, and I want to be clear about what I'm saying. So you guys understand this. 
It's not somebody in his audience that went to his website and booked a call. It's somebody that we picked, helped him find, and he got to do an interview with. Spending that time with that person, if you're being genuine and you're coming from a place of service, is probably one of the best investments you can make in your business. Awesome. Is there anything else you'd like to share, Jonathan, that I haven't asked you? I, mean, I, I don't know. You tell me. Are you happy? Did we do it? I am happy. I'm happy. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to squeeze you out. But I mean, okay, let's go with one more of these uh, statements um, that, that you have the list of. How working dumber, not smarter, is the key to exponential growth? Ooh, my favorite. Really? My favorite. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, the world is telling us every single day work smarter, not harder. Right. I mean, everybody's heard that work smarter, not harder. Anybody can say that. And I did that. I did that for like 14 years. I'm smarter than everybody. Oh, right. And that, that really just got me frustrated, <laughs> got me upset, uh, wore me out, practically burnt me out. And what I realized was that if I really, really mean what I'm saying to you. If I really have this mission, and check this out, my mission is to impact 10 million lives a year. That's my 10-year mission, and it scares me. But in, in order to be able to do something of that magnitude, I can't do it on my own. I have to find people to help, and that's through conversations like this. That's through partnerships. That's through the, the right people on our team. And so a lot of guys who implode their businesses are egomaniacs. They got to be the smartest in the room. They, they got to be the hardest working. But what I have found has worked for me is to hire people smarter than me, hire people who are specialists at what they do, who are really great. And those people are, are smarter than me. So I don't have to get smarter. I can just work dumber, right? I can just do what I do and show up, but I have the smart people working on the things and, and I, I let them, I give them their room. I respect them. I learn from them and I let them lead their particular area of expertise and I don't have to learn anything. All I have to do is whatever they tell me. Mm. It's the Henry Ford method. <laughs> you know it, right? From Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it reminds me of a story where somebody called him dumb. I don't know if you know this story. Somebody called him dumb and he sued him. And then in the court, he had to, he was asked to answer certain questions so as to prove that he wasn't dumb. And eventually he said, why the hell should I answer these stupid questions when I have 10,000 people, or I don't know how many people he had that I can call at any point and ask them this question. Right. So, at the push yeah. of a button. He has all those. <laughs> that's exactly it. That's kind of, that's kind of the inspiration for that piece. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, I enjoyed this talk. Thank you so much. It was fun and um, good luck with reaching 10 million people soon. <laughs> next 10 years next 10 years but thank you so much arena for having me on the show it's been a blast hopefully uh our listeners have, have enjoyed it as well thank you it was a real pleasure thank you for listening to grow and learn we hope that you found our podcast informative engaging and inspiring our mission is to help you keep growing and learning and we hope that our conversations and insights have provided you with practical advice and useful perspectives 
If you're looking for personalized support and guidance to help you achieve your personal or professional growth objectives, I offer a range of services to help. As a trusted management partner and mentor, I work with businesses in the process of transformation, looking for new streams of business, as well as M&A. With an extensive professional network of experts and mentors, I can bring on board the right person or team based on the specific needs of the company I'm working with. To learn more about the services I offer and how I can help you achieve your goals, visit my website at growandlearn.org. You can also reach out to me via email or social media. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode of Grow and Learn, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback is important to us and it helps us to continue to create content that is relevant and valuable to our listeners. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to sharing more insights and perspectives with you in the future.